Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to r slash Entitled Parents, where this man allows his mother in law to become homeless and doesn't care at all. My horrible mother-in-law is homeless and my wife and I don't care. I'm a 25-year-old man and I'm married to a 26-year-old woman named Carol and her mother, Danielle, who is 61, is a complete bag of garbage. And that's the nicest thing to say. During Carol's childhood, Danielle would always belittle Carol and manipulate her into the most BS stuff, mostly always claiming that her father abandoned them in Colorado to seek fame and fortune in California and refusing to pay child support, whereas she would actually spend said child support on her own self buying books and clothes and not supporting her daughter. Danielle also changed Carol's last name on social security to Danielle's last name when she was a little kid, which made it incredibly difficult for Carol to find a job as an adult because she was an illegal alien to the US government. That meant she had one last name on her birth certificate and a different last name on her social security card. Danielle also had a very bad job that didn't pay the best and had to get an apartment with Carol under Carol's name because Danielle had terrible credit. And Carol had a zero credit score because she was 18 at the time and didn't have her own bills to pay. Danielle kept getting on Carol's case about not having a job, but Carol said she couldn't because of the name issue. They ended up getting evicted due to failure to pay rent because Danielle's job wasn't enough to pay for a luxury apartment and she had to move in with grandma. Danielle later lost her job during COVID and has been unemployed ever since. There's way too many scenarios about how Danielle would take advantage of her own daughter, but I don't want to bore you guys with the details. Anyway, on to the story. Back in late 2021, while me and Carol were engaged, she wanted to join the US Navy. She got her name changed back to her father's last name on social security to match her birth certificate and even gave her recruiter child custody papers to prove her name. She enlisted, got through basic, completed her A-schooling, and got her orders to serve on a ship. We got married in September 2022 before she was shipped to Virginia for her new orders. While Carol was serving and I spent time packing my belongings to move out to Virginia myself, I learned that Danielle was going to therapy to possibly move on, or so I imagined. I tried so dang hard to stay away from her during that time but she was always bugging me, wondering why Carol wasn't talking to her during the day. I let her know on repeated occasions that she has no cell service on her ship, but to her, it was just one of those in one ear and right out the other things. I eventually made it to Virginia in December of 2022 to be with Carol. We've been ignoring all of Danielle's calls for a while. Fast forward to April. Carol gets a text from Danielle asking her to call her to talk. They talk on the phone for a while and Carol learns that her grandma is not doing well. I also get my brother's high school graduation invitation in the mail and I want to see him graduate in May, which means Carol wants to see her grandma because she fears that she may not make it to the end of 2023. Danielle seemed to be super nice and Carol and I both thought she changed because of all the therapy that she's been getting. So last week we fly back to Colorado and Danielle loads us her car while we're there and was being way too nice to us like a decent human. So we see my brother walk across the stage and Carol gets to see her grandma. 
While there, we learn that grandma wants to move into a more safer place with Carol's aunt because of her health. And Danielle has to move somewhere else because in her eyes, everyone doesn't want to take me in because the family doesn't like me. We told her that if we weren't living in a 650 square foot one bedroom apartment on the other side of the country, then we could help her. Again, she starts being even nicer to us while still in Colorado. I even warned Carol that her being nice could mean something bad in the future, given her past behavior. Carol agreed. A few days after we flew back to Virginia, which was just five days ago, Carol gets a text from Danielle saying that she's gonna have to live in her car because nobody will help her. Carol asked her why she can't get a job and get her own apartment. And she said that I can't get a job at my age and it's been too long and it's very expensive to live on your own, especially in Colorado. Carol told her that we unfortunately can't help her because one, we live in a small apartment and two, we live seven states away on the other side of the country. So now here we are today. I'm at work and I get a call from Carol saying that she needs to be with me. I ask if everything's okay because I can tell that she's not. She said she'd talk about it when she got there. 30 minutes later, she shows up and I go on my lunch break with her. She tells me that her mum literally asked for $1,000 to help her move from Colorado to Virginia so that she could be with us. $1,000. We told her multiple times that we couldn't help her because we don't have that kind of room. We let alone don't have $1,000 to just give away. We live paycheck to paycheck. I was so flabbergasted. And Carol told me that her being super, super nice in recent times was way too good to be true, which is what I felt would happen. She either didn't get the therapy she needed or she lied. I don't know what the case was there because there's no proof. Now, I wasn't around for this part, but Carol and Danielle argued over the phone, more like cussing each other out per se. Daniel was upset with Carol for not providing a home for her when she did it for her first 20 years of life. And now Carol can't return the favor. Carol then told her mother, just F off already before hanging up and blocking her completely. So Danielle is now homeless and living in her Nissan Sentra, but we couldn't care less. All those years Carol had to endure due to Danielle's entitled and narcissistic behavior is now biting her in the butt. And nobody wants to live with her because of this because that female dog only cares about herself and knows what she's doing is wrong and doesn't give a dang i personally and honestly don't care if she dies i will pee on her grave when that happens well there we go you know what i would normally say that letting your mother-in-law become homeless despite how horrible a person they may be is a pretty terrible thing to do if you can help it's always a good thing to do surely even if you don't like them and you don't get on with them but i think this story is an exception First of all, you're living paycheck to paycheck anyway, and there's a very limited amount of things that you could do, especially financially. I mean, she's asking for $1,000, which just doesn't exist. Also, it doesn't cost $1,000 to move from Colorado to Virginia. I don't believe that. Secondly, the fact of the matter is, she's been a terrible mother to your wife for her entire childhood. Therefore, even if you had unlimited money, I'd probably say, you know what, fair enough. Don't help her at all. Let her rot and let her be homeless. As horrible as that may sound. I mean, ultimately, this is just payback in its finest form. No one wants her around. I wonder why. Maybe because she's a horrible person. Get nicer and then maybe people will want to help you. That is my solution, Karen. Now for our next entitled parents story. Entitled parents tell me to F off in my own yard. Enjoy your free shower. A few years ago, I lived in a house that was a block away from a public park. 
It was a very large park and I noticed two soccer games occurring when I left one Saturday to go to the grocery store When I returned home about 45 minutes later, I saw there was a truck parked beside my property The occupants of that truck were on my property There were two children dressed in soccer uniforms their mum and dad and a large doberman The doberman was lying on a picnic blanket The parents were setting up their family's picnic lunch and the children were chasing each other all on my front lawn I couldn't believe my eyes. I pulled my car into my driveway and walked over to the family, asking them why they were on my property. The entitled mother then snarked at me. What does it look like? We're eating lunch. I asked why they're not eating in the public park that's a block away. And she responded, it's more peaceful here. In complete shock, I then said, this is private property and you all need to leave now. The mother's response, go freak yourself, you little dog. I was furious. I pay the mortgage. I do all the lawn work and you think it's okay to trespass and tell me where to go on my own property? This was the easiest revenge ever. I walked right beside them to the outside tap that was attached to my sprinkler system and turned it on. The family started screaming and grabbed all their stuff as they ran to their truck. The mother and father screamed obscenities the whole time and said they were going to get me. Well, this is where revenge number two came in. I downloaded my security camera footage, which showed their license plate, and I brought it to my next door neighbor, who just happened to be a police officer working that day. The parents were charged with trespassing, and I had a smile on my face for the rest of the day. And there we go. R slash entitled parents, but with a little bit of petty revenge at the same time. Just simple enough. Like, what are you doing? You can't go on someone else's lawn. It's just, it's just illegal. And the least you deserve is to be sprayed off it with a rather beautiful piece of water hosiery. And what a word that is that I've almost definitely just made up. But I love it. Water hosiery, put it in the dictionary. Mother is upset I use my first name in class. I teach philosophy and epistemology to high schoolers. I'm also fairly young for a high school teacher. I introduce myself as Faye, my given first name, which has been my given name since birth to my students. Well, I got an email from a parent reading Mademoiselle Betancourt, this is Karen and I'm Kevin's mother I'm deeply disturbed that you allow students to call you by your first name And I believe this is unprofessional and confuses children My child's test scores clearly reflect this as your class is the only one he is struggling in And as he has maintained an outstanding academic performance, it is clear that you are the problem I highly suggest that in order to better teach my child you reflect on this and begin to use your professional name So I responded karen. Thank you for reaching out to me I'm awfully glad you are so concerned with your child's performance in my class as you might not be aware I do not grade homework or tests as official standing and they go only to show an empiricist view of one's performance Don't worry, this means the grades you see in the system will be different from the final grade as your child will have a 100% in my class. This was made clear in my syllabus. You should also note that I attach my comments for every assignment and include an annotated copy of your child's exams and essays so that they may see where they need to improve. If you have specifics about concepts your child is struggling with and ways that might better help him learn these concepts, I'd be more than happy to meet with you over coffee or tea to discuss with you. So she responds, The annotations are incredibly vague and abstract and offer little insight into how my child, who is brilliant, may improve. However, I see you mark him wrong every time he refers to you as Mademoiselle Betancourt and replace it with Faye. 
it is illogical to ask of a child to indulge in using such a silly name. I highly advise you quit marking my child wrong for using your professional name in his essays. Likewise, I believe that as you are his teacher, you should use your professional name. So, I decide to be petty and respond, thank you for your response. I appreciate how illogical and unsound your argumentation is, as this is a perfect example of Hume's law. I shall be using this to model in class examples of bad argumentation from now on. Thank you for the free class materials. I got a response back from her, but I didn't respond. Okay, and there we go. Just had a look at what Hume's law is, and it's often formulated as one can't derive an ought from an is. So I guess in this situation, the teacher is saying that, yeah, okay, maybe you think that I ought to do something, but that isn't the fact. I I do what I want. Maybe I'm wrong there. That seems to be what she's saying. Now, as for this story on the whole, I would say that, yeah, it is pretty normal in school to to call your teachers by their surnames. However, clearly this teacher, Mademoiselle Betancourt, I mean, to be honest, I shouldn't say that, Faye, has clearly been allowed by her school, by the principal, whatever, to, to call herself or at least allow her students to call herself by her given name, her first name. Otherwise, she'd be reprimanded, right? I don't imagine there's a way in which her other teachers, her colleagues, the principal, her head of year, whatever, know that she or don't know that she is calling herself Faye and like, oh, we didn't realize this. Every other teacher calls themselves by their surnames. I imagine that everyone knows that she does this and she's been allowed to do this. Therefore, if you're allowed to do it and you want to do it, that's fine, right? If anything, I would say that it's more friendly with your students and you probably have a better rapport. I don't know if it works for Faye. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, right? I don't really care what my child or children call their teachers as long as it's with respect and the teacher allows it to be honest though i do feel a little bit bad for kevin if he's used to calling other teachers miss this or sir or mr whatever and it's just this one teacher Faye, that he has to change for i don't think he should be marked down for that i'm not sure if he is but i don't know it's, it's a weird one isn't it for Faye, i get that she wants to be called by Faye. and by the way this, the mother does not need to be involved in this at all this is clearly a karen however for kevin I don't know. Seems a little bit harsh. Yes, even though the teacher is telling him, call me this. I don't know. He might feel like he has to call you Miss Betancourt or Mademoiselle Betancourt. I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't, I wouldn't blame necessarily Kevin here, but for Karen getting involved, yes, there is absolutely no need. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And now for our final Entitled Parent story of this episode. Entitled mother tried to reduce my pay for attempting to seduce her husband. I started babysitting families in my church growing up. Between the ages of 12 to 16, I babysat for over 30 families and I was highly requested in that community. I knew everyone and I attended that church since I was four. Everyone knew me, I knew everyone, very tight knit. So I babysat for a family we will call the Smiths. I knew that family since I was 10 and they had children that were younger than me. I helped with these kids for children's mass. Now I knew the family and we were kind of close because I was one of the kids helpers in a class unit. Plus we all knew each other from the church and school. Now I'm 13-ish when this happened. I babysat for this family, the Smiths, and it was going good. They had a pool in their backyard and the dad had told me to pack a bathing suit. He said, 
the kids will probably beg you to swim with them if you don't mind, but you don't have to. So I babysat these kids for about five hours, knowing that four hours in, the husband would come home to take a work call. Then he'd help with the kids and my parents would take me home. 20 minutes before the dad gets home, the kids want to swim. I agree and we all get ready. I'd chosen a normal bathing suit for a 13 year old, but I had a larger chest than others my age and the mum of these kids. Now the dad comes home and asks if things are all good. I tell him yes and he tells me he'll find us when he's done with his work call. It's about 5 p.m. and he comes out and asks to take another call. He asked to take a picture to send to his wife to let her know that I'll watch the kids for longer since he had another call. TLDR, all went well till the wife shows up. Everything goes good and the kids are having a blast. I help dry them off, help them shower and change as the wife gets ready to take over and the husband has started making dinner. I was in my oversized shirt bringing the kids downstairs when the wife signals to me. She pulls me aside and begins to shame me. She tells me I won't be getting paid from 4 p.m. to 5.45 p.m. for dressing like a slut in an attempt to stray her husband from me. What? That my choice of swimsuit was slutty and she should have known better not to trust me. That I was a, I don't know if I can even say that word, and that my breasts would get me nowhere in life and I was going to be odd dressing like that. Okay, wow. I was flabbergasted because I'm barely 13 at the time and I wasn't wearing a revealing swimsuit. I nod and profusely apologize because I wore this to the pool and never had any problems and me and my bestie had matching ones. I was sobbing hysterically. I took my money and sat on the porch waiting for my mum to pick me up. I hear yelling inside. The dad comes out and gives me $50 and goes back to yelling at his wife inside the house. There's also some extra information at the bottom of this. They filed for divorce because she was having an affair with another guy. She later revealed this information to another family that I babysat for and they told me that the wife was insecure about her chest. The dad was not a pedo and his kids are doing great. Oh my goodness. Well, I don't want to say save the best till last, but let's just say save the most extreme till last. Uh, goodness me. Imagine being that insecure about yourself that you're getting jealous of a 13-year-old child. I mean, I don't quite know what to say other than that is actually so embarrassing that it's, it's bordering on abusive because you're, you're telling a 13 year old that they're going to get odd if they wear stuff like that i mean that's that's not really just insecure is it that's very harmful to someone's future anyway guys that is gonna do it for this episode of r slash entitled parents let me know down in the comments which entitled parent out of these four actually you know what there were more than four but in these four stories at least was the worst i mean i have my answer i think it's pretty obvious goodness me if you are new to the channel and you haven't already done so please drop a like on this episode comment down below your thoughts follow and subscribe for more daily reddit content and with that all being said i will see you tomorrow for some more reddit stories small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.